2: Right, good evening and welcome aboard another edition Sports Overnight America across the country on iHeartRadio and around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network podcast, Spotify, uh, any of your really want it, where you get your favorite podcast, where you get your, any of your podcasts, uh, you'll find Sports Byline Sports Overnight America there around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network. It's a hump day into a Thursday. And it's also closing in on the halfway mark of the NFL season. So, what do we do today with Dominic Jimenez along the way as well, with a double dose of Dom coming up? Mid-season report cards, and Dom will tell you right to your ears, from his lips to your ears. We do not rehearse this. We don't, you know, we don't have pre-show prep and you know, stage anything. This is raw. Throw it out there. Now, I put a lot of effort into this, Professor Terrell. Has done a lot of work, and I'm not fair to Dom. I should probably give him a heads up. But no, no, he's really good off the cuff, and uh, we will be poetry in motion because, to me, the NFL, more so than any recent vintage of the midway point in the season, folks, I think we got a handful of teams. Uh, Five? Okay, maybe six? Now, I'd love to be wrong. You know, maybe Dallas, and I don't even know if they're among the five or six or some other team emerges, maybe a Seattle, you know, Detroit. I think you got to put in that mix. So we'll do that. But, you know, we're also probably going to crown a new world's champion in baseball tonight. Uh, Wednesday into a Thursday with Texas now up three, one 10, nothing lead last night, 11, seven final. Dom texted me. and said, Oh, well, uh, he thought it would be Arizona. It can't fault him. Look that that game. That got That game got away on a pass ball. And I hate, hate the bullpen games. I hate them. I think it's terrible. Just throw a starter out there. If he gets shelled, so be it. I don't like this tag team. You start your bullpen and back end it. Whoever came up with that is dopey. I don't like it, especially in a World Series. You want to do that in spring training? Fine. You want to do that a game in April and May? That's fine. All right, so baseball, NFL midday, uh, mid-season report card. We'll do it with Dom coming up here. Sports Overnight America, Sports Byline. I'm Marty Terrell coming right back.
0: This year, Staples wants everyone to have a happy hola deal. That's right, Holla deal. Staples holiday deals are amazing savings on hot holiday tech. Great prices on laptops, game systems, earbuds, and more. And now at Staples, you can save up to $300 on select PCs. During Staples holiday deals, it's not about the fa-la-la. It's about saving moolala. Save up to $300 on select PCs today at Staples. Pens 1111 in-store only. See associate for details.
1: That's 800 788 1495.
3: Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, prize picks is the place to play this season. PricePix Picks has awesome weekly promotions and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out, watch your entry update in real time, and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with Price Picks. And right now when you go to pricepicks.com/byline and use code byline, PricePix Picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepickscom slash byline with code byline for a 100% deposit match. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, cruising along here on a Sports Overnight America. will
2: take you to the top of the next hour. Then uh, the whole overnight crew will take you through to the wee hours of the morning, and you'll hear uh, portions of the show, the wee hour, too. Uh, when you're exiting uh, the ballpark if you're in Arizona tonight, uh, you got you know, Jen and I forgot her name anyway. Now, Jen and Rich, I think <laughs> I forgot the guy's name, that's a horrible job out of me. The overnight crew, they're Phoenix based, so there you go. It's a great crew to have, uh, great couple to uh present the uh post game, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, we'll do the mid season report card coming up, I'll dabble in that. Uh, I want to do a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, We're going to get Omar Vizquel again this week, so that'll be tomorrow into a Friday. We'll either be preparing for the series to go back to Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington in particular, with Texas up 3-2, or we may be uh, saying uh, two to you and two to Lou, and that'll be it. We'll have Omar to wrap up the world series and, and there, and also Dave Raymond. Uh, this is a good get. Thank you, Darren Peck for this. Dave Raymond, uh, radio voice of the Texas Rangers, an old friend. Uh, he's a sports byline alum. Number one, went to Stanford, uh, did the Stanford, uh, Cardinal women's games. I remember that wrote for a business publication, did an invest. I think it was either fortune or Forbes. I think it was fortune magazine. Um, and if anybody out there knows, or if Darren Peck's listening, shoot me a text. It was one of these publications, but this kid comes out of Stanford, gets a job. He investigates a Fortune 500 company. And I think people went to jail or the company went belly up. He uh, he uncovered some malfeasance and some shenanigans and chicanery. And that's Dave Raymond, man. I love him. Lovely wife, Trish. He lived here in Des Moines. He was the radio voice of the Iowa Cubs. Uh, he just took such a circuitous route to Texas, um, and, and, you know, Major League Baseball radio play-by-play jobs, man, there's only, what, 30 of them, 32, whatever. I mean, it's not a lot of them. These are hard jobs to get. So Dave Raymond took the craziest route. I told you about Stanford women's basketball. They're writing for the business publication. Uh, the Iowa Cubs at the time were in part owned by a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, Michael Gartner who was one time president of NBC News, front page editor of Wall Street Journal, Louisville Courier Journal, uh, and then got the NBC News job. And then he he decided on Dateline to demonstrate the faulty gas tanks in a GM SUV, I want to say it was, whatever it was, a vehicle. And so they they basically put a... I don't know if it was an M80 or something to demonstrate how these cars were dangerous and people were dying when they got rear-ended in the gas station, uh, the gas station, the gas uh, tank would explode. Uh, So Michael Gardner is infinite wisdom decided, you know what, we'll uh, we'll put we'll detonate uh, an explosive to demonstrate it. Well, guess what? NBC got sued. Jim sued their ass. Uh, Rear end, excuse me. And uh, the rest is history. So anyways, uh, Dave Raymond shows up in Iowa. He does the radio job for the Iowa Cubs. He then gets the Houston Astros job along another Iowa guy, Milo Hamilton, the late Milo Hamilton, Ford Frick Award winner, Fairfield, Iowa, Hall of Fame, uh, Cooperstown Hall of Fame radio voice. One of the uh, smoothest voices you'd ever want to know. I think Milo worked in Pittsburgh and then Houston. So along comes Dave Raymond. Milo, something happened. Milo, well, Milo passed away, but then Dave was there for a while. Another guy uh, from here, Iowa, was in the booth with him, and I think they both lost their jobs. But even prior to that, he took a job with the Brockton Rocks, the Brockton Rocks of the independent baseball league, the Atlantic League or Northern League, whatever it was. It was the goofiest career move. And I remember having him on the show one time. I said, Dave, what are you doing? He said, Marty, I love it. I love what I'm doing. I'm learning things. He's he's not a free spirit. He's a sharp, sharp, sharp guy in a beautiful, melodious tones calling baseball games. One of the best. He's a great play-by-play guy. So anyways. He's coming on. I just gave him a grand uh, lead in. So, hopefully tomorrow, Friday, we'll get him soon. So, it may be a wrap-up deal or maybe we're getting ready for game six and maybe a game seven. Who knows? All right. So, let me uh, just do that. The, the The tag team bullpen game last night blew up. Uh, Maniply wasn't horrible. But I just thought Texas, you could feel it. And I thought, you know what? It was really weird. I had this weird feeling watching that game when – uh, Cattell Marte got thrown out stealing. His body language, his the look on his face. They hadn't been caught something like 19 or 20 consecutive steals. He gets gunned down, and I looked at him when he fired his helmet. and I said, "You know what? I really did." I said, "Arizona, they're they're, they're mojo." I took a page out of Tony Larusa. Tony LaRusso, the great skipper in baseball, always said, "Biggest thing in baseball, get the lead early." Because you start to plant the seed of defeat in your opponent, never forgot that. <clears throat> he said that back in the '70s and '80s. Anyhow, so Marte gets picked off and are, you know thrown out, caught stealing. I said it's over. And then you know next inning, pass ball, one nothing. And then they come out of the inning with two outs and a pass ball to give them a one nothing lead. They end up putting four more up, put up a five spot in the second or third. I think it was the third, put up another five spot. It was 10, nothing. And then my phone lit up with a text from Dom who said, you know, horrible job out of me. And I said, don't worry about it. They're going to score some runs. They did. You know, it was a blowout. It was 11, seven final, but it was a blowout. So I I don't like the move. I I just don't put out a bad pitcher. I don't care. Just put out somebody. I mean, I would have, I might've even pitched Zach gallon last night, but you know, that's me even on short rest, but that's me. And you know, these managers are managers, and I'm sitting here yakking on a radio network. And so what do I know? But, anyways, I don't like the tag team. Horrible job. And baseball more than ever now is a is a is a, a game of streaks. And here's the big streak, okay? Texas has won 10 straight postseason road games. Now you can look at that one of two ways. They're due to lose one. Or they only got one left to go to make it 11 in a row, and season over, world champion Texas Rangers. I think it's the latter as opposed to the former. I just do. I don't. I don't see how. I think Gallon will pitch a decent game. I think he's got to get him to the sixth minimum. Hopefully the seventh. Who knows? Maybe a complete game. Who knows? Or at least get it to Seawald in the eighth or ninth because he'd be a two inning closer with any kind of a lead tonight. Season on the line. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be all hands on deck. That's the type of game. It's an elimination game. My gut tells me uh, Texas tonight, seven to four. Yeah, they're gonna put up their their bats are too hot. And, and and here's the thing: Gallen can't pitch to Seager. He can't. Yeah, nobody should. I mean, Seager is he, to me. He looks like Barry Bonds in this series. I mean, you cannot pitch to this guy. He is gonna beat you. When you face Corey Seager, you are playing not with fire. You're playing with a blowtorch. He is in fuego. He is white hot right now. He's standing at the home plate at Chase Field tonight. And when the ball is delivered, it looks like he's trying to swing at a beach ball. That's how big the baseball looks to him right now. What a hitter. Uh, This guy, you know, when they signed him, I thought, what are they doing? (laughs) Now I know what they're doing. That guy, he he is just a tremendous baseball player and a – he is a awesome hitter. He really is, you know, and look, they don't have Garcia, which is big, but Jankowski was big last night. He's good in the field. I just think Texas got too much mojo. I just, that's my gut feeling. So that's what I'm going to throw out there. Uh, So we'll go to break here in a little bit. When we come back, I want to do the NFL. I want to give it its justice because listen, Tennessee, Pittsburgh on Thursday night's huge, we're headed. This is after this week. We're we're right smack dab or halfway through Sunday. Uh, we're at the midway point of the season. I like to get the jump on the midseason report card, and I'm telling you, I'm struggling to find six teams that legitimately can win the Lombardi Trophy. And I'm starting to fade San Francisco. I'm starting to wonder about. I'm not wondering about Detroit. I'm just saying, are they? They're just a cut below. You know, I wonder about. I don't wonder about Philly just because I'm looking at the totality of the competition and they're the best right now in the league. 49ers, I'm going to fade here a little bit. I'm going to temper myself on Detroit because it's easy to get caught up in that. So that's where we're going to go with it. Mid-season report card. We'll touch on just about every team except for the, you know, the rear, uh, the cellar dwellers because we just know what's going to happen. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to fire their coach. Which the Raiders did, by the way, and we'll get into that as well. As we come back here, Marty Terrell, Dom Jimenez, double dose of Dom's download on Overnight.
0: Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity.
1: Hurry. Supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845.
0: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Call now and learn how to get your free month.
1: 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. 800 211 6008. 800 211 6008. That's 800 211 6008.
2: All right, rolling along here Wednesday into a Thursday here, Sports Byline broadcast Sports Overnight America. The Sports Show, the show brought to you by Randy Byrne and Vanguard Utility Partners. He's also got some other things we're going to be talking about. With uh, Randy Byrne in the weeks and days ahead, when it comes to wellness, this is going to be a place you're going to want to tune into and you're going to hear more of our good friend Randy Byrne. So we appreciate that. But Vanguard Utility Partners with a seven state Midwestern footprint, uh, they do all, you know, they get ready. They they identify where the utilities are. They flag them. Uh, they make sure that uh, when they start excavating, they don't cause outages and floods and broken, uh, you know, sewer lines and main lines and blah blah blah. So there you go, Vanguard Utility Partners. All right, let's get Dom in here. Report card time, Dom. Midseason, and we haven't gone through a football season together, so I I'm going to surmise you're a pretty tough grader. I I really do. I think you're 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 probably a tough. A pigskin professor to please—that's going to be my assumption. So before we get started, are you a tough grader or are you a uh, are you an easy professor to pull the wool over your eyes? Forget, Tell me. The,
3: forget the grading. I, I, I'm over here just you know fluttering over the alliteration you just had. That was beautiful. <laughs> but uh, in terms of the grading, yeah, I, I'm a little bit of a cold heart. Yeah, when it comes you to grading, are, yeah. uh, Okay. Well, let's
2: start with the Thursday night game, and we'll grade them. And I, I, I'm, I'm putting these grades out there up against opponents, uh, teams that are playing each other this year, because it does factor when you get to the midway point. You kind of want to pivot off your midseason point with a victory, if you can, obviously. So that's why I do that. All right, so you tell me, Tennessee Steelers. I think Tennessee's been a huge disappointment. I'm surprised they held on to Derrick Henry. The quarterbacking situation's a mess. I think Vrabels had a very bumpy year. I'm going to say C minus. Give me a quick hit on Tennessee, then we'll do Pittsburgh.
3: I think based on expectations, they get a C minus. I'll agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. They are a team that you know Ryan Tannehill, not a great quarterback, but he was right for that team. He got the job done. But when you get rid of a guy like AJ Brown, who who is Tannehill left to throw to? The tight end Chigakonku. All right, cool. Isaiah. And this, I know it's not Kiner-Falefa, but it's, I think it's Akine-Westbrook. No. Traylon Burks, that draft pick didn't work out. There's only so much you can do. And yes, Tannehill, not good. But uh, definitely based, uh, comparing it against expectations, C-minus, D-plus, feels fair.
2: Yeah, and you know, I mean, Henry a thousand yards isn't that big deal anymore. But he's over five hundred already. He hasn't fumbled yet, but he's only scored three touchdowns, and they've underachieved at three and four. Pittsburgh, I'll give you the grade right now. I'm going to give them a solid B. And I understand that they're four and three, and they're second in the AFC North. I get that. But here's what I like: Pickett's coming along. He's got a long way to go. Najee uh, Harris can run the ball here a little bit. You identified Pickens long before I. I, I mean, I just I remember George Pickens. Um, you know, as a collegiate player at Georgia, but this guy is talented and this defense is going to keep them in each and every game. They're just, I mean, and they, I mean, they got whacked week one, 30 to seven by San Francisco. So, you know, they, they got, you know, knocked, you know, they got punched right in the nose to start the season. I'm giving them a B despite a four and three, which normally is a C or a C plus, but I'm giving them a solid B. Go ahead. You tell me Pittsburgh.
3: I'll give them a B minus. They're performing generally, at least record wise, what people were expecting. Uh, they looked like a 500 team and they're a game over 500. So that feels about right. Kenny Pickett hasn't really progressed the way you would necessarily expect. I think Deontay Johnson's return is going to be huge for them in the second half. He's, I think he had 14 targets last week or something like that. Uh, part of that is Trubisky coming in for the injured Pickett, but his return from IR is going to be huge. I fully disagree with you on Najee Harris. He's one of the most disappointing players to me in the NFL. Um, he's giving me Eddie Lacy, Trent Richardson vibes where he comes wow. in, he's electric, he's great, and then he loses everything like two years later. he He's not the dynamic player that... We saw out here in the Bay Area that we saw at Alabama that we saw in Pittsburgh his rookie year. So I think Najee Harris by himself deserves a C minus at best. But overall, I'll give this team a B minus.
2: All right, that's fair. All right, let's get to Frankfurt, Germany on Sunday early in the morning. Dolphins, Chiefs. This is the expectation. These are supposed to be you know A students all the way. Miami, I'm going to give a B. They are six and two. They're atop the AFC East. Uh, two has been fine. He's seven picks, which you don't like. So I'm giving I'm giving them a B. Kansas City's getting a B minus because they've underachieved, and Mahomes is in the eye of that underachieving storm. Yeah, he's thrown for 2,300 yards, 15 touchdowns, eight picks, a quarterback rating under 100. He's been disappointing. I'm telling you right now, Kansas City is at best a B minus. At best, go ahead, tell me, Miami and then KC.
3: Miami gets an A minus for me. They've had a couple of these games where it's like, wait, really? really, Wait, you you struggle to get what? What are you doing? What? So that prevents me from giving them an A or an A plus, but A minus for sure. They've exceeded expectations. They look far more dangerous, like a real playoff team, than going into the season. Uh, What Mike McDaniel is doing uh, down there is very impressive, and they're only getting more healthy. Jalen Ramsey's back had his first game as a dolphin interception uh Devon Achan should be coming back in a couple of weeks they're a very good team the defense leaves some things to be desired but when you're putting up or when you're capable of putting up uh 50 plus points in a game you don't really need the greatest defense in the world although it will come could come back to bite them uh come playoff time and the Chiefs get a B minus I'll give them a B I'll give the Chiefs a B they're still okay. 6 and 2. They don't look like the team we expected. They got off to the season to a bad start losing to Detroit opening night, but they've been fine. There are a lot of things that could go wrong for them. And Patrick Mahomes, he was just he was just sick, but he does not look like the Superman Patrick Mahomes of the last Very few true. years. So, I'll give them a B. There's room for a lot of room for improvement and also a lot of room for continued disappointment.
2: All right, the next game, we're going to go through these real quick. Uh, Rams-Packers, this sounds like I'm introducing you. This is a double D. I'm giving the Rams a D, and I'm giving the Packers a D, and I could even go lower than that, and you might. But it's a double dose of Dom's download, but I'm giving Ds to the Rams and Packers. They get together Sunday at Lambeau. This is just not a big game. A few years ago, this would have been a marquee game. Not anymore. Go ahead, tell me.
3: Packers get a D-minus. There was so much hope and excitement for them going into the season. First couple games were against bad teams, and there was hope. They've been just awful against anybody who's basically not the Bears. Um, The Packers, in multiple facets, have been very bad. Quay Walker, I think that's his name, has been very good as a linebacker for them. That's kind of it. Aaron Jones has been hurt all year. A.J. Dillon hasn't done well filling in. Jordan Love, again, your quarterback can take you places, and he can also handicap your team, and he's been very bad. For the Rams, I'll give him a C-. minus. The expectations were low, and yeah, they're 3-5, and five, but the expectations were really low. Cubs healthy, the Stafford injury to his thumb, that's concerning. It was not pleasant to look at as he got his finger stuck in the helmet of his opponent over the weekend. I think they said he has a sprained thumb, so maybe he can come back. But uh, as of right now, C- minus for the Rams.
2: All right, Commanders, Patriots. Uh, you know, is Belichick looking across the sideline and his future employer? Who knows? Commanders, I'm going to give them a C only because that's mediocre. It's average, and they've been average. I mean, they give Philly a tough time. They've won three ball games. The, you know, the expectations weren't great. There was a lot of distractions before the season. I do think Rivera's going to be out of a job, though. New owner. They're going to change the guard there. I think they're going to make a run at Belichick. Some people think I'm cuckoo, and maybe I am. Patriots, on the other hand, I, you know, I'm tempted to give them a D minus, but I can't do it. And not because I'm an apologist, but Mac Jones is progressing and that, that keeps them out of D minus and, and certainly an F, but I will tell you this, uh, Belichick, I'm, I'm giving him a D minus. He does not look enthused. He looks like he's mailing it in. And I never thought I'd say that about that man ever. But the team, you know, they're coming around here a little bit. They did beat Buffalo, and I understand Buffalo's down. I can't do it to my beloved Pats. I'm giving them a D, and the commanders, I'm giving a C. Belichick does – he does get a detention. He has to stay after school. He gets a D-minus and a bad report card. Go ahead. You tell me. Washington, Pats.
3: In your words – I can't do it to my beloved Pats. Sure makes you sound like an apologist, Marty, uh, but the, Patri- I knew, I knew the, the, the Patriots get a firm D minus from me. Mac Jones has not progressed. <laughs> if anything, maybe he's played better, but I think that's because the bar was so low early in the season that these scramble, were down a bunch. I'm going to throw it pads the numbers yeah. and he looks better, but overall I'd say he's firmly regressed from the last couple of years. Um, for the Commanders, I'm going to give them a C. Expectations were low for them, a lot of adversity, and yeah, they're 3-5, and five, but they've almost beaten the Eagles twice. So if they win those two games, they're 5-3, and three, and they've got two really nice wins over the Eagles. So I'll give the Commanders a C.
2: All right, coming up, you're going to hear marquee teams. We're going to give the Bengals and Bills a look. We're going to look at the Cowboys and Eagles. The Giants and Raiders. I mean, the Raiders, they got expelled from school in my world. They fired the coach. They fired the GM. Mark Davis put another salad bowl around his head and got another bad haircut. But he's got the Las Vegas Aces on the women's side in the WNBA, so it's not all terrible on the strip in Vegas. That was me when I said about his hair. Colts and Panthers, Vikings, Falcons, Seahawks, Ravens, Bears, Saints, Cardinals, Browns, Buccaneers, Texans. We have schools in session. Report card day is here on Sports Overnight. We're coming right back.
0: A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park, well... No walk in the park.
1: It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms.
0: So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms.
1: Makes sense, but what
0: else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Make an appointment and, oh, you're already on it. Hi. Yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by Atvi.
1: that's 800-433-0539, paid for by Fix My Student Loans. For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag
0: boys. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes choice of T.V.C. or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher.
2: All right, welcome back, Sports Overnight America, and we had to uh, we had to send the students in the uh, professor's home. We have a major breaking sports story. Uh, and so we'll, uh, resume the report card, uh, because Dom's with us Thursday into Friday. Dom takes Friday off, but, um, so we will get to continue and I apologize for that. We'll do them in order. We'll pick up with, uh, I think I left off. Well, it doesn't matter. We'll do it. We'll do the report card. We'll refresh them. Uh, Robert Montgomery Knight, the legendary general, uh, Bobby Knight, longtime Indiana coach, uh, played at Ohio state coached also at Texas tech. um, the chair, uh, the chair thrown across the floor um, against Purdue, which is a, a piece of footage that's been probably shown over a million times, probably several million times. Um, grabbed one of his players by the throat. Uh, not good. Uh, ultimately was fired uh, by the school president at Indiana, but Robert Montgomery Knight passed away today. Uh, at age 83, I have some thoughts about this, too. And, it, you know, w- when we when we know our famed athletes, coaches, administrators, our sports figures, our entertainment figures, when you know they're having health issues in this business, you have to prepare yourself to, you know, give your take, and give your opinion. And I, I mean, Dom had to tell me down the line from San Francisco to Iowa that he died. I didn't see it. I don't have a computer on with anything scrolling. So thank you, Dom, for that. I got a couple, I got a couple personal stories I can share about Robert Montgomery Knight. I can, I I truly can. Uh, I'm going to start with, with, even though I grew up in new England, I'm going to start with Iowa. When he, when he came to Iowa with his Indiana Hoosiers. Okay. Don't forget Steve Alford, all those great, you know, Mike Woodson, Kent Benson, uh, Calbert Cheney. Um, I, I can go on, I can go on and on and on about the great Indiana players that were part of Indiana would play at Iowa. Bobby Knight found a steakhouse off I 80 outside Iowa city, closer to Des Moines than going the other way in Tiffin, Iowa, called the Lark. I'm pretty sure it was called the Lark. And man, the family there, a family owned business, And Bobby Knight would come in and every trip he'd come in and he was the kindest guy, big tip, sign autographs, just, you know, hold court at, at the Lark. I'm pretty sure that was the name. I'm going off memory. There was a side to Bobby Knight, the people, they defended him. They're Hawkeye fans through and through. They're saying, no, this is the general. This is Robert Montgomery Knight. He'd come in here. He'd treat the waitresses beautifully. Nicest guy in the world. And then, you know, Few hours later, a few weeks down the road, you know he's dropping f bombs on TV. He's throwing chairs across the floor. He's grabbing kids around the throat. Blah blah blah. There were two sides to Bobby Knight. We know that he was part of that situation where, you know, I think the team was playing, and I want to say was it in Cuba or somewhere? But he got he got in more trouble uh, with the Olympic team or a traveling U.S. team with customs and just there was always there was always something. With Bobby Knight, always there was always something. Um, the the other firsthand story I have: Dateline, nineteen eighty eight, Hartford, Connecticut Civic Center, East Regional first round, and the California Golden Bears are matched up with Indiana in the first round at the Hartford Civic Center. Cal springs the upset. Lou Campanelli was the coach. Bobby Knight, obviously, at Indiana. And the winning team, because this was the late game. This was the late game. So they let the winning team go first with the student athletes, as they call them, and the head coach. Well, Bobby Knight flipped out. So during the exchange, Lou Campanelli finishes up with the media we get our questions in. We get to interview the players from Cal. A couple of them we put out there. I don't remember who they were. And there is Bobby Knight standing off in the distance and just finally moves up close to the podium and just goes off on Campanelli in the NCAA. I, I, I cringed. Everyone did. The media. We sat there and winced. It was the most uncomfortable, most nasty Um expletive laced tirade I've ever seen. And it was, it, it was sore loser. And I hate saying this about a guy who passed away. You know, my dad always said and my mom too, you know, if you can't say something good, don't say it. Well, you know what? There was a part of Bobby Knight. You just did not like nor endorse, nor tolerate. He was terrible. And then there's another story, Bob Lobel, who is a retired sportscaster, TV guy in Boston, really popular in new England. He grew up in Apple Creek, Ohio, And Bob's in his late 70s now, I believe. I'd have to look it up. And he used to tell stories in Boston and on WBZ's Calling All Sports. He'd say, man, I used to play in a softball league with Bobby Knight. It was like two different guys. There was Coach Knight, and then there was the beer-swilling softball playing offseason Bobby Knight. So he was a walking, living, breathing contradiction. Is that fair? Is contradiction the right word? I don't know, but I mean, I mean, I I had three little instances. And other than that, you know, I, I like the rest of us out there and you folks, I watched them on TV. I watched them in press conferences. I watched them berate officials. I watched him totally, you know, just go off on his, Neil, whatever the kid's name, the first kid's name was Neil, the first kid um, that he accosted. And there were others. And yet, he had players, Landon Turner, who was paralyzed, and Bobby Knight brought him back every year. I think Landon Turner at some point may have been hired by Bobby Knight in the university in some capacity. Maybe it was the Goodwill ambassador role, which would have been very apropos. I mean, it's just like I said, so many warm, warm, tender, beautiful, humanistic moments where he was just Uh, You know, a big, fat teddy bear. And then he turned into a gorilla. So is contradiction the right word when it comes to Bobby Knight? I don't know. I need to think about it. Again, this is all just fresh news. We knew it was coming. uh, Cognitively declining markedly over the years. You know, his son, Patrick Knight. He too, you know, had some great coaching opportunities. Um, you know, they say the apple, especially from the Apple Creek, Ohio area, kind of a even though kind of a Rust Belt state, that was kind of a Midwestern outpost. You know, a Apple Creek, Ohio, a very meadowy place. You know, farmland and just Ohio, Rust Belt. You know. And Patrick was brought up in a situation where he was, you know, played for his dad, defended his dad, had to live with his dad and didn't live with his dad. And they went and they got sideways. And I think it, it got patched up a long time ago as well. It should when it comes to blood. Blood's thicker than water. Right. The old cliche. But I will say this in summation about Bobby Knight. This is one of the all time. Greatest coaches. The record and the numbers are there. The other stuff, I think as sports fans, we have a built-in governor within our body. I do anyways. And maybe it's because of my own life and some of the choices I made. I have a mind that I want to compartmentalize that. I want to compartmentalize it. That was him away from the game. And so as sports fans, we kind of judge people by what they do in terms of their profession in sports and the other stuff. But with Bobby Knight, you couldn't even say, well, that was the -the off-the-court baggage. No, it wasn't off the court. The only thing off the court was the chair that he threw. The only thing else off the court was the kid who left them, Neil. I'm dying to know that kid's name. I have to Google it. Um, It was horrific. I mean, he grabbed the kid. I mean, shook him. I mean, around the neck. I'm not talking about a, a swift kick in the rear. It was crazy. And the only thing off the court that night were police officers standing there. You know, are we going to have to arrest this coach? So we can't, we can't with Bobby Knight, this is what's really weird. We can't use, okay, on the court as a coach, he was this, but off the court, he was such and such. No, because some of that horrific stuff occurred on the court. You know, and like I say, when a man has passed or a woman has passed or an athlete or anybody passes, Say something good. We did. Said something good. But in the case like this, I think you just have to say it for what it is. It's, you know, history has already documented this. It's it's well secure in the annals of sports history and college basketball history. And here's one final thing about Bobby Knight. He was a great basketball analyst on ESPN. I I really did. I mean, he had a way. Um you know, Vital was about Schtick. Vital was about, you know, the you know, the awesome baby, you know, whatever. Bobby Knight was just X's and O's. Man, could he break down a game? And he he knew, you know, ESPN was really, really smart. When they had a Big Ten game, or if they had a huge college game and ESPN had the rights to that game, they knew to put Knight in that spot. They did. And I'm telling you, he had a sense. And a basketball acumen and IQ, which was unmatched in my world. I mean, the man the, he just flat out knew basketball. He did. And he knew humanity. And here's the other thing. His, his real pride and joy was Steve Alford. And Steve Alford was from southern Indiana. I want to say New Albany, down near Louisville. He ended up doing what most in the Indiana kids do. Damon Bailey did the same thing. They go to IU, baby. They're going to wear those candy-striped pants. They're going to go w- work with the IU. They're going to put the interlocking IU on their crest. They're going to wear that warm-up jacket, which looks like a bowling shirt, and they're going to go play for the general, Robert Montgomery Knight. And Steve Alford did that. He was the chosen son. He was the one. He was Mr. Basketball in Indiana. And then an NBA career, and then he ends up, Uh, Southwest Missouri State he ends up at the University of Iowa and then uh, you know he is petered off in New Mexico and Nevada and other places here's what I'll say about Steve Alford an all-time great in Indiana he's got a heavy heart right now because as tough as night was on him Steve Alford would defend him to his dying day himself and so did most of the players And the other throwaway line that you heard wasn't so much in the final analysis, the throwaway line. Even though the kids who got chided and verbally undressed and embarrassingly so by Robert Montgomery Knight, Bobby Knight, who passed away today at 83. They'd call their folks, they'd complain, and then the parents would say, son, I'm so glad that you're playing for that man. And they did. And then the other thing, too, I think about is Season on the Brink, John Feinstein, the legendary, all-time great book author, sports writer, Season on the Brink, when he spent that season with Indiana, that book, along with several others, but in my world, Connie Hawkins, David Wolfe wrote a book about Connie Hawkins. Um, John Feinstein wrote about Season on the Brink. Pete Axelm wrote about the city game basketball in the inner city of New York City. Uh, You want to know what Bobby Knight was really like? Listen to what John Feinstein says. He will be interviewed on SportsCenter tonight, I will guarantee you. John Feinstein will be one of the most quoted people when it comes to Robert Montgomery Knight's passing today. All right, I'm Marty Terrell. We'll come back, put a wrap on it. We'll continue our grading tomorrow. School got let out early. We'll reconvene on Sports Byline, Sports Overnight, coming right back. Right, welcome back, Sports Overnight America, across the country and around the globe. The news today, native of Orville, Ohio, uh, Robert Montgomery Knight um, just had a birthday, too, uh, October 25th, just last week. Uh, born in 1940 and uh, died on this day, November 1st, 2023, at the age of 83. Uh, and again, Alzheimer's, I think, will ultimately be. Um, what we're gonna hear a lot about. yeah, uh, an incredible career. no question about it. so stay with us throughout the overnight. Uh, as I'm sure it'll be a huge topic and World Series uh, obviously a must win it's elimination spot. I think Texas gets it done. I really do. I think Texas will get it done. If not, look at Arizona, I mean if gallon can get them, maybe hey maybe gallon goes out and throws you know a very economical, you know, 90 pitches over, you know, seven innings. Maybe gets, you know, through seven and then they turn it over and get a double double dose of seawall. Uh, who knows? Maybe we get a 5-4 game. Maybe we get a 4-3 game. Who knows? But the bats right now for Texas are just on fire. And Seeger, I, I would intentionally walk him every time. I swear to God, I'm not facing that guy. I'm not. You know what? Someone's going to beat me. If I'm uh, Tori Lavulo, can't say his name, (laughs) the manager of the Arizona D-backs, I would say to my pitcher, look, someone else is going to beat us. I'm sick of watching Corey Seager trot around the base paths. He is killing us. He's been a one-man wrecking crew. I'll take my chances elsewhere. He's getting Bobby Bond's treatment the rest of the World Series if I'm the skipper in the Arizona Diamond, uh, Diamondbacks dugout. All right, great job today out of Dom. We appreciate that. Again, uh, Omar Vizquel. tomorrow. Will the series continue or will the curtain fall? And when we have the Texas Rangers, man, they started out as the Washington Senators. Became what? I mean, 1961. We're talking 63 years ago, 62 years ago. Holy smokes. Um, It could be the Texas Rangers. Uh, And we'll do the football report card NFL style tomorrow as well. For the whole crew, thanks to Darren Peck again. We'll also have Dave Raymond, Omar Buskell, and a whole lot more here on Sports Byline and Sports Overnight. For Dominic Jimenez, I'm Marty Terrell. Rest in peace, Bobby Knight. Adios on Sports Overnight America.